Get lit. Good morning, good evening, and everything in between. Welcome back to Get Lit, the literary podcast where we explore the history uh, and the makings of some of the most famous works of literature and the people who wrote them. My name is Stephanie Spars. I'm your host, and here with my co-host... John Stricker. And it's come to my attention through my students, that they don't like the style of introduction. That's a little harsh. (laughs) Well, yes, especially because I'm the one who controls their grades at the end of the day. Yikes. So (laughs) hopefully um, they're going to be able to get over the introduction. I get that it's cheesy, but they all struggle with introductions too. Have you read some of their writing? Ooh. Anyway, shots fired. This week, we are going to also be talking about a very harsh critic by the name of Edgar Allan Poe, who most people know is um, the author of The Raven, Telltale Heart, um, Pit and the Pendulum. Pit and the Pendulum. No one knows that. Fall of the House of Usher. Yes, and a number of other uh, very famous literary works. But what a lot of people don't know is that he actually got famous on criticism. So we're going to take it back a little bit. And we're going to start at his birth. Uh, So, buckle up. Here we go. This is the life of Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe was born January 19th, 1809 in Boston. So he's a nice East Coaster. Um, His life started out fine until he became a toddler and then it it went downhill and it it really didn't get any better and he just he coasted through those uh those young years and then it really hit the bricks as a toddler yeah it was rough yeah it was hard so um he winds up being orphaned as a toddler his father abandons the family um and a couple years later his mother dies so he's taken in by a tobacco merchant by the name of john allen um and francis valentine allen who live in richmond virginia Unfortunately, they were not able to afford or maybe just didn't like multiple other children. So they only took Edgar, not his other siblings. The other siblings went somewhere else. So Edgar and his family were effectively split up by the time he was like five years old. That's terrible. (laughs) Well, we now know why. These people just came to the orphanage and were like, this one. I want Edgar. (laughs) Only that. Right. Only Edgar. (laughs) Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, likely influenced a lot of his work in writing later on. So, he grows up, um, and the Allen family, in addition to giving Edgar his name, Edgar Allen Poe, um, also give him quite a nice upbringing. He's raised, they have money, so he's able to kind of have a somewhat normal childhood after his not normal toddlerhood. So, in 1826, Poe grows up, he attends the University of Virginia, And due to the fact that he got into gambling pretty heavily, maybe didn't like school the first time, he actually winds up dropping out because he's not able to pay his debt of being in school. This is the third author in a row that has (laughs) dropped out of school, Stephanie. (laughs) Okay, we're going to do somebody next week who has like six degrees. There we go. Okay. We have to balance it out. Students... You're wonderful people. Please stay in school. (laughs) Please finish high school, at least. This is not a good PSA. (laughs) That's fine. I'm trying. Um, So he unfortunately drops out of school, and he falls in love with this woman named Elmira Royster that he meets around this time. Um, They get engaged, which is very exciting, until she runs away with another man. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So... Amelia runs away with another man, and Edgar has to figure out 
what to do next. So he pens, uh, I think, honestly, one of his best works called Tamerlane. It's a beautiful poem. It's unbelievable. And he writes this when he's 18. I would highly recommend folks, if you've not read Tamerlane, um, wildly outstrips the raven, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, So he does what a lot of folks wind up doing kind of when they need a direction and he joins the military. Um, But he gets kicked out after two years in the military uh, for any number of things. And as a result of him getting kicked out of the military, um, he comes into some conflict with his adoptive father, um, who actually winds up disowning him oh my completely gosh. after he drops out of the military. He drops out of like West Point, where his uh, adoptive father encourages him to go. And that kind of causes a, a severe break between his adoptive family and himself. So he winds up going to Baltimore, and is taken in by a woman named Maria Clem, who is one of his relatives. And uh, you can actually go visit Poe's house in Baltimore today. It's home to the Edgar Allan Poe Museum. Definitely worth it. Um, we're going to post some pictures on our newly created Instagram. So feel free to check out those pictures of his house. Um, it was pretty sweet. It's got some bricks. Whoa. So <laughs> um, Poe gets taken in by Maria Clem. And she really supports him while he's trying to figure out his writing career. And one of the cool things about Edgar Allan Poe's writing career is that he was actually one of the first American authors, at least, to support himself solely on his own work. Uh, That's not common back then, and it isn't really common today, um, unless you are Bernie Sanders. (laughs) Yeah, now he's part of the 1% of the 1%. What was that? (laughs) That's my Bernie Sanders impression, having written a, a book that made me a You should go on dollars. tour. Okay. <laughs> so um, Poe gets actually famous more than his writing uh, on his writing about others' work. He becomes a critic for a lot of different newspapers, literary magazines, and that sort of thing. And he becomes known for his really harsh criticism of other people's work. Um, he writes and criticizes all kinds of individuals, including Ralph Waldo Emerson, who he calls a so-called poet of the so-called transcendentalists. Uh, he calls another author a peculiar and not original writer. Uh, so he just has words. And I actually took a lot of these words so I could write them on students' papers in the future. That's savage, Stephanie. <laughs> I'm kidding. I would never do that. Yes, you would. No, I would not. Okay. No, she would. <laughs> So life starts to kind of turn around for Edgar. He's making money, he lives with his family, and is around this time that he falls in love again after his disastrous first engagement. It just so happens that the girl that he falls in love with is also his first cousin, who is also 14 when he is 27 years old. So they get it, that's fine. That they get engaged, then they get married, it's wonderful. You know, I'm sure it's a small ceremony, too, because they only have to fill up half the church, since, you know, everyone's on the same <laughs> side of the family. It certainly makes for a more convenient wedding, that's for sure. <laughs> so, they get married, and by most accounts, have, like, a pretty solid marriage for ten years, until Virginia dies of tuberculosis, as you do back in the 1840s. Um, so... Poe actually, they've moved to New York at this point, and he stops writing for several months. Just doesn't produce any work. He doesn't edit. He doesn't do anything. Because he's Um, depressed his wife died. His cousin? They're the same. (laughs) Uh, They're the same. (laughs) 
that is true. But does that mean that you save money on funeral costs? Oh my god. <laughs> because you only have to bury one person instead oh of god. your wife and your cousin. You can just do two in one. You would there. Save money. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Okay. So Edgar Allan Poe um, doesn't write. He eventually moves back to Richmond. Um, and during this time, he actually reconnects with a famous character we've already heard about. Elmira Royster. They wind up getting engaged again. Mm. And just before they're about to get married, uh, they're living together in Richmond, Virginia at this time. Edgar takes a job in Philadelphia to do some writing, some editing for some poetry. So he jumps on a train and starts to head up from Virginia to Philadelphia. But he doesn't arrive at his destination. Mm. Instead, he is discovered in Baltimore, Maryland, and is incoherent, not wearing his own clothes, and discovered outside of a polling booth by a pub. And what? so he doesn't know what's going on, so they take him to a hospital, where four days after he is found, he dies. And the official cause of death is a fever, although his death records have been lost to history. Um, there's lots of different theories and ideas that have been proposed by historians and conspiracy theorists alike. Um, so I'm going to highlight two of them here. One of the theories that people have is that he actually died of a brain tumor, undiagnosed brain tumor. Um, and they discovered this when about 70 years after his death, they decided that they wanted to put his grave somewhere else. He's buried in Baltimore and Maryland, and they decide they want to make his grave a little bit nicer, a little more grand. So in the process of moving him, they accidentally uh, drop the coffin. It's decomposed at this point pretty what? heavily. So the thing falls apart. And one of the people working on this notices something strange about Edgar Allan Poe's skull. And that is, well, you know, <laughs> why That's wouldn't there be? Yeah. So they notice that there is this sort of mass that is in his brain um, or in his skull where his brain was. And they believe that that might be a calcified brain tumor. So it's possible that he died of that. Interesting. Um, another interesting theory that was posed was that he might have been a victim of voter fraud. What? So at this point in time in history, in the late, you know, I guess it's just the 1860s and post whatever, um, it wasn't uncommon for a person to be solicited, forced, paid, whatever, into voter fraud in the sense that they were given various disguises and told to go under false names and vote. So that would explain why Edgar Allan Poe was found in clothing that was not his own. So that's another one that I kind of like, and it's just sort of funny that that could be the reason that foul play was involved. So unfortunately, um, Edgar Allan Poe dies in 1849 uh, at the age of 40 in those mysterious circumstances, and uh, that's the life of Edgar Allan Poe. So in his death, he um, was remembered by um, Rufus Griswold, who was sort of in charge of his work after he died, which is interesting because they were pretty infamous for having feuds with one another. Um, and he publishes Poe's obituary, actually, in the New York Tribune. And I love this because it starts, Edgar Allan Poe is dead. He died in Baltimore the day before yesterday. 
This announcement will startle many, but few will be grieved by it. <laughs> what? So Poe maybe got like what was coming to him when he was really harsh in his criticism because that was the start of a very short eulogy that Griswold wrote for Oh my god. <laughs> so that's fine. And this was his friend? <laughs> Not really. They were like frenemies. Frenemies. Maybe okay. is a better way to put it. But his frenemy decided he was going to write the obituary. Correct. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that's how he remembered Edgar Allan Poe, but we remember Edgar Allan Poe um, as an author, I think, who's plagued by a lot of troubles, but one who definitely had opened up the idea of a psychologically manipulative narrator um, and really created the style of gothic literature in our canon in an American way. And so I think his contributions to American literature are not only important, but really paved the way for what a literary career for an individual who wanted to get into it looked like. So hopefully that introduction to Edgar Allan Poe gets you excited to read Tamerlane or some of his other work uh, that I would highly recommend, uh, especially if you're one of my students. Keep reading Poe. He's great. Please tune in next week for uh, our next episode. Sure to be a good one. And um, check out our Instagram and our Twitter, both getlit underscore podcast on their respective medias. And we're hoping also to launch our website sometime this week. So thank you as always for keeping it lit.